Hello and welcome to Wisdom Trek. This is Guthrie Chamberlain and I am your guide to wisdom. This is day 10 of our trek as we continue to investigate the tools needed for a successful wisdom trek. Today I'm recording our podcast from the studios in the big house in Marietta, Ohio. One of the pleasures of being here at the big house is to be able to walk around the property and realize this is the same property that my parents, grandparents, and great-grandparents walked on. The house was built in 1903 by my great-grandparents, and it's still in the family. We only own about five acres of the original 220-acre farm, which has long been sold off in parcels and now is part of an older but well-maintained suburban neighborhood. The small remaining portion is still as beautiful as it always been. It's like stepping back in time to a mystic and wonderful place. We are grateful to be able to live here. The week I am creating this podcast, the peonies that used to be along the pasture fence line are in full bloom, and they are so beautiful this year. Check out wisdom-trek.com forward slash day 10 to see some of the pictures of them. We would love for you to get to know us better on a personal level. Please leave us your comments if you'd like me to continue to share these little tidbits of our daily life. We'd also like to get to know you better, so please feel free to share about yourself on wisdom-trek.com forward slash contact us or leave us a message on our Facebook page, Wisdom-Trek. During these first 11 days of our podcast, we have set up base camp, discussed the guidelines, and chatted about the tools needed for a successful trek. My hope is that you've enjoyed this part of the trek as much as I have. Today, we are continuing our exploration into the tools or equipment we need in order to gain wisdom, to live fully, to enjoy our trek of life while we are creating our living legacy. Our wheel analogy is nearing completion as we once again consider love as the hub of the wheel and the remaining tools or attributes as the spokes stemming from that round, perfect hub. So far, we've inserted the spokes of joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness. In our second analogy of love being the backpack for our trek, we only have one last tool or attribute to complete the set. I hope that these analogies help you to understand the importance of each of these traits. The remaining spoke in our wheel, or in our second analogy, the tool in our backpack, is self-control. As with the previous attributes, self-control is referred to in the Bible as the fruit of the Spirit. This fruit is an outward manifestation of the seeds we possess internally. As these attributes grow in us and produce good fruit, they will allow us to create a legacy of wisdom, to seek out discernment and insight, to boldly grow where few have chosen to grow before. And in doing so, we will establish a framework in our lives that will truly allow us to live long and prosper. So on to our final attribute or tool, which is self-control. Self-control. It is not by coincidence that self-control is the last attribute on the listing of the fruit of the Spirit. Just as love is the hub of the wheel analogy, self-control can be compared to the rim of that same wheel. If we look at the second analogy of love as our backpack, then self-control would be the drawstring or its clasp that keep the other tools in place. Self-control applies to all areas of life, but for our time together today, we will focus on the attributes or tools that we've been exploring over the past few days. In order to gain wisdom and create a living legacy, our lives must be rooted in love. On the other end of the spectrum, all of these seven middle attributes or tools require a measure of self-control in order for them to have a positive and lasting impact on our lives and the lives of others. Let's think about each of the seven attributes between love and self-control. First is joy. Life, at times, can be discouraging. To have joy in our lives, we must be grounded in love. The amount of joy that we have in our lives is self-controlled by how we view everyday situations or circumstances. Second is peace. Life is and will be hectic and chaotic at times. 
It is only when we self-control our environment by planning ahead of time how we will handle or react to life's issues we will be able to have a bounding piece in the middle of life's storms. Third is patience. How patient we are in any situation is completely self-controlled. Yes, there are many situations in life where we'll feel the tide of impatience swelling up within us, maybe no more than a moment's notice. How impatient we will become is ultimately determined by the amount of self-control we draw on. We have to prepare our minds ahead of time on how we will react when life's situations does not go as planned. Kindness. The choice of whether to be kind in every moment of every day is a choice that we make. It is self-controlled. Yes, we may need to prepare our minds to actively and consciously think about these choices, but the choice is ours. Goodness. Goodness stems from how kind we are to others. Choosing to be a good person and act good in every situation of our life is self-controlled. No one can make us react badly. It must be a conscious act to do good. Faithfulness. Every day we make decisions to be faithful. There may be a lot of little, unfaithful decisions that lead up to what others will recognize as unfaithfulness in our lives, but it is still always under our control. In the same manner, it is the little decisions that we make when we choose to be faithful in any area of our lives that will grow into a life filled with faithfulness and gentleness. To be gentle is to be self-controlled. We would never treat a baby roughly or speak to them harshly, or at least I'd hope that we would not. So why would we treat our family, friends, and associates in a manner that is not gentle? We should treat everyone with gentleness. We may not have control over how people treat us or what events happen to us, but we will always have a choice on whether these situations will control us or we will be self-controlled. Long term, the only way people or events can control us is if we've given them permission to control our lives. As we will look at quite often on our trek for wisdom, all actions are first controlled by our thoughts. Even when we make stupid, apparently mindless decisions, as I certainly do from time to time, these decisions are based on what we've allowed into our minds previously. If we don't control what we think about, then we can't control what we do. Each of us are responsible for our actions and our reactions. You might think about it this way. Control your thinking, or thinking will control you. What the mind dwells on, the body acts on. And a couple verses in Proverbs uses comparisons when it mentions self-control. The first is Proverbs 16, 32. Better be patient than powerful. Better to have self-control than to conquer a city. And the second is Proverbs 25, 28. A person without self-control is like a city with broken down walls. In several passages in the New Testament, just as gentleness was a prerequisite for leadership position in, within the church, self-control is always listed. This is true in any type of organization. Leaders must have self-control in all areas of life. A lack of self-control in one area is a precursor to a lack of self-control in other areas of life, even when it's not immediately evident. Self-control is difficult, but achievable. Ultimately, it all begins in our minds, but it always ends in our actions. Wayne Dyer put it this way, We cannot always control what goes on outside of us, but we can always control what goes on inside. Well, we could go on with self-control for many days, and we will touch on it many times in our trek. But for today, that is a large enough nugget of wisdom to digest. This is our last day on the nine tools that we've talked about in the Fruit of the Spirit. If you haven't completed the nine tools self-assessment to see which attributes in your life that need a little bit more nourishment or cultivating without ignoring the existing strong points, I certainly encourage you to do so. Well, that'll finish our podcast for today. Tomorrow, we will look at the seven columns or pillars of wisdom. Please check into camp tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. 
As a reminder, I've provided tools to assist you in these areas on our free resources page on wisdom-trek.com forward slash resources. I encourage you also to leave a discussion topic, comment, suggestion, or question about the podcast on our comment form on wisdom-trek.com forward slash day 10 or email me at guthrie at venturecg.com. If you've not done so already, please subscribe to Wisdom-Trek through iTunes or player of choice so that it will automatically download for you each day. And please leave us a rating on each episode and spread the word to everyone you know to join us on our Wisdom Trek. And I certainly thank you for that. And check out wisdom-trek.com, our daily journal, our wisdom nuggets, and our free resources. And as we take this trek together, let us always live abundantly or fully, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and leave a living legacy each day. This is Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy the journey, and create a great day. See you tomorrow.